That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. Welcome to the Inspiring Educators Podcast, a space where you can let go, learn, laugh, and be inspired. Let's first begin with the introductions of our inspiring educators. Inspiring educators, introduce yourselves. Hey, everybody. You know who it is. It's Lila Noor, the educator motivator, coming to you from Los Angeles. You can find me on all social media platforms at Miss Lila Noor. That's at M-S-L-A-I-L-A-N-U-R. I am currently a what is now called Equitable Grading and Instruction Coach for Los Angeles Unified School District. I'm also an Implementation Support Specialist for CPM. I'm in school right now getting my admin credential, and I'm your next motivational speaker at your conference, at your organization, for your company, whatever you need, it's me. I'm there for the self-care. Every episode, we like to start off with something that we're grateful for to really just get us going, kind of jumpstart us a little bit for the episode. And so for this episode, I am grateful for language. Um, I learned a new word. That word is Iowa, and it means the wish that you could see statistics overlay on every person you encounter, checking the signal strength of their compatibility, a measure of their trustworthiness, or even just an emoji that tells you how they're really feeling. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's something that I have felt, and now I have a word for it, Iowa. That's what I'm grateful for. Lila, how can the people reach you? Because you mentioned you do something, some speaking, and I've heard you're really, really good. How can they reach you? At Miss Lila Noor. Everything I have at Miss Lila Noor at, at M-S-L-A-I-L-A-N-U-R or Miss Lila Noor at gmail.com. You can always find me. And that is also my website. Let me tell you how I am just like I double down and then I triple down. And that's where it's at, right? So www. Miss Lila Noor, M-S-L-A-I-L-A-N-U-R.com. And just like that, check out Miss Lila Noor. This is your boy, Dr. Christopher J. Childs, your favorite educator, favorite educator. I love math education. This is what I do. I love education. This is what I do. I love inspiring. This is what I do. I am grateful for right now, all of the teachers that are hanging in there through these tough times. I know it's rough. I know folks are tired. I know folks feel unappreciated. I am thankful for everything that you're doing. And I promise you, this too shall pass. You can find me on all social media platforms at DRK Childs. Lila, you're not going to believe this. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Black Planet. I'm on People Meet People. All right, I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't (laughs) Don't do it. All right, just joking. All right. We got a hot topic. I promise wait, you we got it. Wait, Chris. What's where's up? Jay? Hold on. I'm looking around. Jay is absent, y'all. Oh. Jay is absent. So y'all send a shout out to Jay when you see him on social media at Jay Drink Grimes. Say, Jay, where you at? They're looking for you. We miss you. We miss you. Dang. I was serious, y'all. Jay is just out. So I want people like in the sub, you know, at the pandemic times, when you say somebody not here, you never know. So you got to be. Be kind of careful with folks listening to this episode. Jumping into today's hot topic for this episode. This may be controversial. I hope it is. Do police officers make schools safer or more dangerous? Yeah, we talk about police in schools. It's a part of fabric in some schools and school districts. So let's talk about 
the national reckoning over police violence has spread to schools, with some districts choosing to sever their relationships with local police departments. I have a concern that the officers patrolling their hallways represent more of a threat than a form of protection. Wow. Some teachers and students say they consider officers on campus a danger rather than a bulwark against everything from fights to drug use to mass shootings. So some people like police on campus. Some prefer them not to be on campus. Are they really making schools safer? Or are they making it more dangerous? <laughs> Let's get into it. Y'all, we inspire educators. We touch every single topic and we're going there on this episode. Lila, put you on the spot. We only doing yes and no, no context. Do police make schools safer or more dangerous? What do you think? You always give me a black and white and you know I don't do black and white. I'm always in that gray. I'm going to go safer. I'm going to go safer. I'm going to go more dangerous. This is going to be a hot I episode. Knew you would. I knew you, you would. I knew you would. You so know. I just, you know. let's do it. All right, you go. You go. What, what are your- <laughs> I mean, my thoughts are that it really depends on that the police department and their core beliefs. So talking about my school corps, we recently had the opportunity to sit down with, I believe it was Inglewood's chief of police. And their take on the PBIS model and using that when they are a part of school sites makes a huge difference. I think the mindset of those that are at the school site and how they believe that they're going to be an asset or a support to the school, as opposed to feeling like they are, quote unquote, policing the school, policing the students, right? And it definitely makes a huge difference when we talk about the beliefs of the people that are part of the police system. We know that makes a huge difference based on everything that's been happening over, we're going to say, hundreds of years. But let's just talk about the past 10, 15, right? When we take into account their mindset about how they go into the classrooms, how they interact with and work with those students, how they react to situations, right? How, what is their policy and the structures that they have in place to mediate situations, right? And not escalate situations. I think it makes a huge difference. And for the schools that they are in, it could make things safer. Here's my thing with this whole police and schools, we need them. Are we even looking at the root problem? Why the heck should police be at a school in the first place? That's something we don't consider. We so focus on what they bring to the table. Rarely do we look at the need for them to even begin with. I think about years ago, some of you will remember this. A lot of schools now are almost like, for lack of a better analogy, jails. They have these big gates around them. You can't come on campus. You have to get buzzed in. And I remember years ago, there were no fences. Schools were open. People came and went. Now, in some environments, it's still like that. The cool thing about what I do, I get to travel the country. So I see some places that are locked down. You can barely get inside. Then I see some places you can walk around and have a field day. Do I believe kids need to be safe? Yes. But I also believe we need to address the root problem of why do schools need these large fences? Why are certain people can't even be around the school? Are we addressing these root causes of problems of just the perimeter of the school itself? But then also from inside the school building, folks are like we need to keep them safe. They're in here fighting. They're in here some places smoking. They're skipping class. Have we considered why? 
I've noticed something. When kids are having fun and what they deem fun, for some reason, 99.9% of the time, there are no issues. But in our school environments, oftentimes, let's be real, y'all. Think about this. You wake up, you're excited, fresh day, energetic. You get in the building and you sit for six to eight hours in rooms, in one room or a different room. I don't know about you all. I will go crazy. But when they're outside, they're playing sports before school. I see that with a lot of kids. They're running around on the playground. If they're in band, they're playing music. They're engaged and having fun. So we have to look at the environment. It's not the kids. It's the environment. Are we willing to adjust that environment where police officers? Yes, we need safe schools, but kid you not. In my kid's school, there are police walking around with assault rifles. What the heck? You walk around with assault rifles? Like, it's a bigger thing than what have happened with some 10 and 11-year-olds. And that's why I said it's really hard for me to go safer and more dangerous, right? Like, I, I see those scenarios or I hear about those scenarios that you are policing these schools as if all the kids inside of them are already criminals, right? That they're already in prison, right? We know the prison, you know, the pipeline to prison, like that's that's not a new narrative here, right? And so I completely understand that piece. And it resonates with me, that sentiment that we do have to think about why do we feel that we need police on school? Like what is lacking within school sites in which they feel like they cannot handle the students that are there? What is happening within the leadership in which they don't know how supports and structures in place in order to support these students. That is a complete, like, top, let's just put that number one point here, right? At what point are you sitting down with students? Is that your first good reaction of something breaks out, something happens, and let's call the police, let's get kids arrested, right? What's happening on campus? Does every kid have a champion? Does every kid have an adult that they feel safe and comfortable with on that campus? that is monitoring them and watching them and seeing, you know what, something's off today. Ah, they moving kind of shifty. Something might happen, right? At schools where teachers and adults and everybody has eyes on somebody, a lot of that stuff doesn't happen because every kid has somebody that is looking out for them, that is rooting for them, that cares about them. So they're seeing, they're being proactive. I feel like in some scenarios, in some cases for these police on campuses, this is a very reactive measurement here where you're now saying, oh, this thing happened, we all of a sudden need rifles on campus. That's definitely extreme. And one has to ask themselves, is this absolutely necessary? Likely you're going to feel like it's not. And in the event that this school is just the amount of danger that is coming, you know, kids are coming in contact with because of weapons and this and that, maybe, Maybe because it's at a level one, if you will. But these other scenarios in which students are just, I don't know, doing kid stuff. I got into fights when I was younger. Granted, I, you know, not proud of it, not happy. It wasn't a great thing. But, you know, it happens, right? But imagine if they immediately called the police on me. Imagine that scenario, right? Where I could imagine some of you did something that you weren't supposed to do when you were younger. And imagine if you immediately were arrested for that. And that's the situation that a lot of our kids are in right now. And what I would recommend to all our educators and families out there, all our listeners, 
write down ways that are things that can be done to eliminate the need for police in schools. Have we thought about it through that lens? Are we so focused on we need more police? For me, I'm looking at how do we have less police in a society in which economics is not an issue over in general, in a society when mental health is not a major issue, drugs are not a major issue, folks have jobs, folks have places to stay, you don't need as many police. Thus, we need to start looking at what are some root causes for the need for police as opposed to just add more police. Let's be honest, and I know every police going to jump on this episode, you're wrong. Increasing police does not reduce crime. Increasing police is not stopping all these things happening. What we need to do is fix the root issues impacting kids, impacting communities, and then we can you'll see a less of a need for these police. But we're literally, imagine there are some places I know where people have to walk through metal detectors to get to school. There are some places where kids are almost fresh to go into a school building. We as adults are responsible for creating a better opportunity and a better environment. I'm going back to the initial piece. Do police officers make schools safe or more dangerous? I say more dangerous because we're not getting to the root cause of the issue. At some point, we're going to wake up and realize we're going in the wrong direction and do better by people and do better by these kids. Final thoughts, Lila. I thought that was the inspiring moment there, Chris. Okay, I see you. My final thoughts, at the end of the day, I think Chris really hit the nail on the head that we have to get to the root of the problem. And I think as educators, we need to have a closer eye on students. And I know that our plates are full. We're doing it all. We're doing more than we can possibly manage or handle or I don't know, like that it's even fathomly possible right now. But every student needs to have eyes on them and not just eyes trying to catch you in the act, not eyes waiting for you to slip up or do something wrong. Eyes watching, you know, are you getting the things that you need to be successful? Are you getting the attention and the care and the love and the support? that you need to develop into whatever it is that you aspire to develop into being the student. Every student deserves that. And considering that that could be an opportunity to get to that root cause, how do we put that in place? We can do better as adults. The question is, are we willing to do better? Are we willing to do better to change this Are we continue going to lose innocent kids' lives because adults refuse to do what needs to be done? Changing gears a little bit. I want to jump into something called an inspirational moment to get a little um to keep you going. As Lila pointed out earlier, I gave you a little bit earlier. I'm going to give you earlier, Lila, that was like the, um, was it the appetizer? I'm going to give you the main dish and dessert in less than 60 seconds. Okay. Here we go. Inspirational moment for this episode. Kids deserve better. Kids deserve better. And it's not about saving kids. We're not superheroes or super sheroes or super people in general. What we are, educators. Are we educating them to help them obtain a better life? We can educate them to liberate them, but it's up to us as adults. Are we willing to do better by these kids? Because when you give them a better educational experience and give them every opportunity to succeed, guess what? They can obtain better jobs. They can attain better living conditions. They can make sure their families have adequate food supplies. They can make sure they have adequate transportation. 
and they can also have access to health care. But it starts with each of us as adults. Are we willing to do what needs to be done? We talked about on this episode, keeping kids safe. Are you even giving them what they need to be educated in this society, educated beyond taking a stupid test at the end of the year? It is up to us to create a better tomorrow for these innocent kids out here. My charge to you as an educator listening to this, what you going to do? Lila. What you going to do? That's the question. Mic drop. We'll see you next time. The next episode, we owe you TV. Shout out to Jay. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police.